Yes, hello everyone. How's it going? What's the crack? My name is Michael and welcome back to the McLav podcast for episode number 10. I hope everyone's keeping well. I hope everyone's having a great day wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening from and I thank you so much for doing so. I really, really appreciate it. Um, apologies for there being no intro there for the start of this episode. Um, I'm recording this episode using a different laptop than I have done for the previous nine and in a word, it's crap. So I don't have any of my other stuff on it, uh, any of the like audio intros, all that technical stuff that no one really cares about. So that's why we've just gone straight in for the kill with no intro today. So this is uh, a, an episode that's coming off the back of the most contentious, one of the most debated uh, US uh, presidential elections in history. Um, and I know this is like normally a sports podcast, so you're wondering how, how can I spin a, an election result into a sports podcast? Well, in brief terms, many people know that the US system for voting in a, a president is quite unjust. You can have millions more votes than someone and still not become the winner of the election. So I thought what's the most unjust thing that's ever happened in sports or that we've seen happen in sports and i put out the call on facebook and i put it out on twitter and i got a ton of responses back um before we get into them let me just uh, say that the, uh, if you're watching this on youtube the audio won't be as good as it would be uh, normally because I'm not using this microphone, I'm just using my phone for the audio. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, Podbean, Anchor, wherever you normally listen to my podcast, um, then the audio should hopefully sound as it normally does. Uh, if you hear loud cracking bangs in the background, I haven't moved to the Gaza Strip. I'm just living in England in the middle week of November, where people like to let fireworks off every 45 seconds of the day. Some of which I feel like are landing in the garden out the back of the halls here. Just clearing that up. It's been uh, it's been quite the week for fireworks. Now I don't mind them, but a lot of people have been doing um, quite a bit of giving off. What else have we? Uh, yes, so basically that's it. Uh, no, no intro. Audio might sound a little bit different for those watching the YouTube and uh, fireworks. So... Um, when I when I say uh, things that are unjust in sport, like what I, I was hoping and, and I did get this for for people to reply with things that made them angry or things that frustrated them or or decisions that were just plain wrong. And um, I have I, I have over twenty of them here uh, that, that people have replied with. So I'm not going to dwell on each one for too long. I'm sort of going to race through them talk a little bit about them and uh, my experience because there's a lot of these i'd never heard of i actually had to go and research um uh, which is probably more homework than i've ever done for anything ever <laughs> so yeah we'll we'll start in and again they're in no particular order so like don't think oh my god that was worse than that or this 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 was so bad and that wasn't um i've just listed them in the order in which i got sent to me and yeah there, as i said there was there was a great pile so in unjust wrong decisions whatever you want to call it uh, the first one that i have wrote down is and a lot of people might remember this when roy carl for manchester united fumbled the ball and like about a foot over the goal line uh when they were playing spurs mendez shot from about the halfway line after he'd caught carl off his line and 
yeah, he got away with it. Uh, it was giving us no goal. I remember even back then they were they were saying we need video replays and we need different ways to like goal line technology to prove that that ball had so clearly, which it did, cross the line. Um, as a United fan, I'm not complaining. Uh, we got away with one and. <laughs> there's nothing else to it speaking of ones that um went across the line now probably it probably would have helped if i wrote these in sort of like sinking order on the book but it didn't um frank lampard in the world cup i'm sure most people this was sort of the real turning point for getting goal line decisions our goal line technology and var introduced to the game uh frank lampard versus germany for england in the world cup in 2010 uh Lampard had a shot from just outside the box, went over the keeper's head, come down off the crossbar and was well, like even further so than the Mendes shot, was much further behind the line. Um, I can't imagine how the English supporters would have felt at that. Um, even watching it back, you're like, that. that is just... Uh, you see it in real time, you see it initially, the, the fans, the players, the commentators all react as if it's a goal and the referee just says no he's just not having any of it um that that one was a major major turning point in how these things are dealt with um but yeah that was it was it was a tough one to swallow for england fans and the so-called golden generation um of english football um var var whatever the hell you want to call it um is not making a lot of friends at the minute. Um, sort of got off on the worst possible foot for uh, its introduction to football. Um, and I'll not dwell on this too long, simply because you could write a book alone on the amount of decisions uh, that have been made wrongly. Um, the example that came up was the Mane offside against Everton a couple of weeks ago, even just today before I started recording this. Um, Patrick Bamford was allegedly offside by Antonio, um, which of course had to be over had to overrule a goal against Palace. Um, but the one that annoys me the most, the one that really um, irks me, uh, and this is why I don't want to talk about it because I'll really go off on one, um, is the Martial red card against Spurs uh, three or four weeks ago um, when Spurs beat United six one. Want to talk about that? Yeah, uh, he was given a red card because he reacted to Eric Lamella, like topping him, slapping him on the face. Martial done something extremely similar back to him, yet he was shown the red card, Lamella was only a yellow. How can you justify, how can you, how can a referee or the people that are working in Stockley Park say, he, his is a red card, yours isn't, play on. That, that's... There have been a lot of awful, awful decisions, but that's the one that I watched and said, VAR needs to change. It either needs to change or it needs to go, and I need to move on from this because, <laughs> um, as I'm sure people are, are starting to hear, it's uh, it's not one of my favourite subjects to talk about, unsurprisingly. Uh, what else have we... In GAA, um, does anyone remember the Leinster final of 2010 between Louth and Meath? 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 Um. Yeah, that that game ended in controversy big time. Um, a lot like a high looping ball into the box. First of all, it was a square ball, so it should have been a free out then. Then he took a shot 
and I can't remember who it was. I probably should have searched the names of this actually. Um, anyway, basically, as a, at the heels of the hunt, the ball was thrown into the net, which anybody who knows the rules of Gaelic football knows that that is illegal. Um, there was just so much wrong with that sequence of play, and Louth were well and truly screwed over. Um, on a like a on a national level, everybody saw that. Um, and to this day, you still see the highlights of the, of the fans getting angry that the players charging at the referee. The referee had to be like immediately dragged off the pitch for his own safety, um, because it was just such an awful decision. Um, awful decisions uh, can also be used to describe these next two, which are on the list. Um, well, most of these actually. Um, in the NFL, there's three here for the NFL. Um, two are related to a, a, like a catch. Was it a catch? Was it not a catch? And one of them's just related to the reason why Tom Brady had a dynasty in the first place. And um, that's a very niche reference that only certain people will understand. But the first two, Des Brands catch no catch against the Packers in the divisional round uh, in 2015. Basically, in American football there's a certain like you can catch the ball but unless you establish yourself properly as someone who's carrying the ball then it doesn't count as a catch now this will get quite complicated for people that don't understand but briefly he caught the ball he fell to the ground the ball fell out of his hands even though he'd already caught the ball and it didn't count still to this day that outrages thousands of people because they believe he caught it some believe he didn't hell whatever uh, my personal opinion is that he did catch it um, and in today's rulings because they've adjusted the rules since then um, I think it would stand uh, the other one was uh, the NFC Championship game of 2018 where the Saints and the Rams pass interference call led to one of the most highly debated events in the sports history um, basically for anybody that doesn't watch American football uh, if two people are going to catch the ball, the attacker and the defender, it has to be done so fairly. The defender can't in any way, shape or form interfere with the attacker's attempt to catch the ball. Now once he has the ball, he can tackle him, he can do whatever he wants. This usually happens between two people that are side by side. On this one particular play, there was a guy wide open, was about to catch the ball and an opponent came from like 30 yards the other side of the field and just speared him before he could catch the ball. And it was the most blatant case of what's called the pass interference ever. And it wasn't called. And it led to court cases. It led to uh, people in New Orleans like parading around the street claiming how much of a joke the NFL was. It was huge. Um, the tuck rule, that's what I'm talking about for Tom Brady, um, changed the face of NFL rules and changed the face of Tom Brady's career massively. Um, Tom Brady fumbled the ball, and the referee, and like then the Raiders collected it, and then they said the game was more or less over. Tom Brady couldn't go on to win. They went back and they looked at it, and for some strange reason, whatever the ruling was, they said that he like it wasn't a fumble. So <laughs> there's all the NFL speak out of the way for those that aren't interested, and I hope you've managed to make your way through it. Um, I've tried to make that as brief and as clear as possible. You probably haven't a clue what I'm talking about, and that's fair enough, because we'll go back to talking about uh, football now. Um, the Northern Ireland football team were denied a chance of making it to their first World Cup since 1982. 1980, yes, 1982. Um, 
when uh, handball was wrongly called against them in a qualifier game against Switzerland. The ball hit the defender on the back and the referee deemed that it was a handball and the penalty then that was given as a result uh, screwed them over. Uh, they, they lost out big time because of that. They conceded that goal, penalty given, game over. Um, that was an awful, awful decision, I remember that. Well, I had a couple of people mention the, the referee in the Chelsea-Barcelona game uh, of 2009. Um, that was, there was a couple of, how would we word them, off decisions. Uh, and apparently the referee was under pressure from UEFA not to have another all-English final like they did in 2008. Which Man United done, or went to and won and beat Chelsea. Um, just in case anybody forgot. And will not mention what happened in the... 2009 final thank you very much <laughs> moving swiftly on there's so many of these i'm going to race through these next couple because i know i've dragged this out quite a bit um the jesse james non-touchdown catch versus the patriots yep that was another joke um one where he caught the ball damned he hadn't caught it joe jordan's handball for scotland which sunk wales uh, i'd never heard of this until i was sent a news article about it and um I read up on it and to this day Jordan is like stubborn like just admitting that he done no wrong doing with that handball nothing happened um, and it wasn't his fault so I don't think he'll ever give out the truth on that um, the Luis Garcia ghost goal versus Chelsea for Liverpool again hate painted Liverpool in a positive light um, in any way she performed saying that it even was a goal it wasn't um, the ball was nowhere near crossing the line um the other night, Lewis Nanny's red card, um, which absolutely was not a red card. I'm, I'm not sure if anybody's seen it. Nanny leaving the field of play in uh, in tears, upset that uh, he'd been wrongfully dismissed, even with the help of VAR. So they're like they're they're making the right decisions and then they're making the wrong decisions. Like, granted, it might have been a yellow, but to come back then and say it was a red card, it was just completely scandalous. Uh, Robin van Persie's red card against Barcelona. Um, in the Champions League when RVP was offside RVP was on a yellow was offside, continued playing and shot I mean within the space of one second of the whistle going the referee followed up, gave him a second yellow and sent him off which is probably the worst second of the Martial one because I'm just being biased um, it was one of the worst red cards ever um, Shanks said about the Lakers in the Kings game 6 in 2002 uh, where one of the referees came out and alleged the other officials of like fraud basically and saying they were trying to rig a game um, there was quite a bit of drama that fell out from that game um, this one hurts now this isn't exactly a sporting like injustice as opposed to just a horrible coaching decision um, Super Bowl 49 the Seattle Seahawks which is the team that I support um, were on the one yard line about to score a touchdown and win their second consecutive Super Bowl they have the best running back in football all you have to do is give him the ball he'll run it in touchdown you beat the Patriots game over no um, they threw the ball Russell Wilson was intercepted and the rest is history um, there's fireworks going off now for anybody wondering why it sounds like I'm about to get shot <laughs> um, yeah that Seahawks decision uh, that, that will never be lived down regardless uh, of how long Russell Wilson plays, uh, how long Pete Carroll coaches, that ruined their chance at like starting a proper dynasty because they would have held on to so many key players uh, if they won two in a row. Um, the time Gaza 
uh, was booked for Rangers. The referee dropped his yellow card on the floor. Gascoigne found it and ran over and booked the ref in a joking manner, of course. And the referee was in no mood for games and turned around and handed the card straight back to him and booked him. Um, Chrissy Conway mentioned the time leads. Now, I don't know if this is unjust or if this is just true sportsmanship, but the time uh, leads had to concede to Villa. Um, after Leeds scored against Villa uh, when they had a player down um, I remember watching this live and couldn't believe what was happening and the fact that the Leeds manager was instructing his players to just let Villa score um, that was a crazy time Marco Marcelo Bielsa is for lack of a better word not a nutcase so it, it comes as no surprise that he would do something like this but again I'm going to have to Chris a D <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree with you Christopher and say that um, I don't think that's unjust I think it was just sportsmanship however it's a bit of a kick in the teeth considering then that Leeds didn't go up that year um, the Montreal screwjob for any wrestling fans out there um, is one of the biggest if not the biggest scandal in the sports history and Vince McMahon's history um, Brett didn't tap and the referee says that he did um, and he, he was in his home city, his home country was then screwed out of winning the championship um, That was when you. the more you watch the video back the more you can't believe that the referee even done anything uh, about it um, this one called <laughs> this next one caused quite a uh, a stir in the Facebook comments, um, now nobody fell out thankfully but um, the time Michael Schumacher deliberately crashed in order to help himself on his way to winning the world championship um, that came in from my younger brother Connor um, but Ashleen and all the Dixons got involved quite swiftly and said that um, basically that the ground Michael Schumacher walks on is sacred like what's that word is, is holy basically and um, that he can do no wrong so thanks Connor for your suggestion I agree and they all get shouted at by all the Dixons for that um, that it's just not very sportsmanlike, and um, the the Dixon family will disagree with me that uh, it was perfectly fine, <laughs> which it wasn't. But we'll we'll move swiftly on before I lose myself some friends at the heels of this. Um, yeah, so we're moving on to the last um, one here, uh, just to to wrap it up. Um, the time Mick Conlon was screwed over at the Olympics I'm not sure if anybody remembers that Mick Conlon obviously now a professional boxer and doing quite well for himself but uh, at the, he started off at the Olympics and his, his fight once again went against him in a fight that he clearly won and he came off then and he was dropping F-bombs and S-bombs live on TV um, and he called out the corruption that there is in boxing and yeah, that, that clip sort of went viral and since then Colin has then went on and I don't know whether he's undefeated or not but he, he's doing quite well for himself um, and that's where it all started with his uh, outburst at the Olympics. Right, so there's 20 minutes of me rambling through um, I hope I've been able to hold your attention uh, for this amount of time uh, for those watching on the YouTube here's just a brief look that I wasn't just making all that up I have in fact, you know been researching, been doing a bit of work. Um, even at that, I've probably still got some things wrong. So I'm hoping to have uh, have a couple of guests lined up. I just need to make sure this laptop that I have is working properly. I have um, two 
in the pipeline that I'll hopefully get recorded once I know that my internet isn't going to um, screw me over basically um, but yeah that said for the uh, injustices for those that have been uh, keeping up to date with the Instagram and the Tuesdays and the US election updates uh, well you'll be pleased to know now that I'll be no longer melting your heads because the election updates are finished um, Tuesdays for anybody that's not aware of what that is is basically every Tuesday I'm uploading a a poll or a quiz or something for you to choose from on Tuesday um, which is where the, <laughs> the clever name came from so you can find that on the McLav podcast uh, Instagram page you can find me on Twitter at michaellavery98 if you have me on Facebook please keep commenting and sharing uh, on all the statuses I put up because as I say um, none of this would have been possible without everybody getting involved and that little book that I just shown you is full of comments from people that have helped me make these episodes and I thank you so much for all your interaction and I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you all in the next episode of the Mech Lav podcast thank you